Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Women's Running Workshop. This is the first in a new series of podcasts for beginner runners. I'm Esther Newman, the editor of Women's Running. In this first episode, I have a chat with Holly, our Women's Running digital editor. As a newish runner, we had trained together for her first half marathon in spring 2020, which she totally crushed. But with the onset of lockdown, her running has been shelved a bit, which is totally understandable. However, now she's eyeing up the virtual bath half next March, and I want to help her get there. So we got together to talk about her training, to figure out where she thinks she is running wise and to chat about what she can do in the next few weeks to get her fitness levels up in the lead up to Christmas. This is the perfect opportunity to join in with us if you're starting to run or you're getting back into it. Over the next few episodes, I'll be coaching Holly every fortnight to a comfortable 5k, then to her first 10k and up to the half marathon in March. We're going to be discussing an easy running schedule, some strength and conditioning moves she can do at home, and some simple drills. In this episode, we find out where her training is and talk about what she can be doing over the next few weeks. Listen in to the end, and I'll give you a little bit of running homework too. Don't worry, I promise it's easy. It's for all abilities, and it doesn't matter if you're not quite where Holly is right now. Give it a go and let me know how you get on. Next episode, we're talking technical running. So tune in then for an update from Holly and to get your next batch of running homework. Have you got the latest copy of Women's Running? If you're missing it, the easiest way to get hold of a copy is to go to our online shop at shop.womensrunning.co.uk or you could get it delivered direct to your door every month by subscribing. If you prefer instant access, then digital is for you. You can buy the digital edition at pocketmags.com or download the app to your phone or tablet via your app store and you can read it straight away wherever you are. For all the different ways to read the magazine, go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk. Okay, right, Holly, digital editor. (gasps) That's you, that is. That is. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) 
um, tell me about your um your running at school what's your experience of of running how did you get into running so I I started I was I was quite into running when I was little actually I I um I was always the kino who had to do the 800 meters on sports day or was in the cross country team because nobody else wanted to be. Um, so through pure keenness, I ended up doing quite a lot of running when I was in school. Um, and I was all right at cross country. I think that that's definitely from my adult running experience as well. That's definitely my thing is slow, ploddy, long distance rather than trying to do anything to quickly Mm -hmm. um but um yeah it was something that I I quite enjoyed but I think I sort of just did out of duty and it was never really something that I would pursue I I didn't run in my own time that was just something that I did um yeah in in school if they if they sort of needed another pair of legs um (laughs) (laughs) so to speak but um it wasn't until um because I completely lost it over university I just I, I think without a sort of teacher looking over my shoulder, making me do PE or something, I just wasn't interested in sport anymore. I didn't care. And um, I completely gave it up over over university time and um, the first kind of couple of years of work as well. And it was, it was women's running. I used to, I did the odd kind of run for fitness and like weight purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, it wasn't something that I ever could hand on heart say I enjoyed or were you doing um, any other kind of exercise I've always been I've I've been quite into yoga for the last five or six years maybe um and so that was that was probably where I put any of my effort in and you were going to the gym as well though weren't you yeah I was going to the gym that was lots for yoga classes um but also a little bit I I quite liked spinning I was big on spinning for a while I've got big chunky thighs and I think that's quite useful in spinning (laughs) (laughs) so I did a bit of that um and I think those are kind of the only two I did like a little bit of kind of Pilates and things but I I I was never um it wasn't something that really excited me massively I think I like the thing that I enjoyed about those yoga classes I still do a little bit of it over lockdown I've done some of the kind of yoga with Adrian and things um but I Mm -hmm. think the thing that I um that I really enjoyed about that was the community thing I liked the kind of that was sort of the equivalent of Mr PE teacher looking over my shoulder again it was like I have to go because so-and-so is going to be there and being held accountable yeah so so important for me I don't Mm. like being told off (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't I yeah that that was a big a big motivational factor in going (laughs) to the gym was I don't want people to be disappointed that I didn't come and I don't want to waste the money and um so that was a, a good thing, but I, I stopped that when I really started getting into running, which was after we'd had a few chats, um, and I started to kind of think maybe I could do this. Maybe this isn't something only for very skinny, very fit, very you know classic runner type people, which I'd never hadn't seen myself as since I was in school. So was was that before or after we sort of forced you to train for the bath half? That was just before where I started to kind of test the waters and I would do, I would run a mile um, from my house round Victoria Park, mm-hmm. which was lovely and green and pretty and was a nice kind of a nice way of motivating myself to do it. And it was a nice mile long loop and I would do that. And then I, I realized that I could do that without 
dying. I don't know what I thought was going to happen that <laughs> I would just completely implode, but I realized that I could, I could do it without anything dreadful happening. <laughs> and, and then I thought maybe I could do this a bit more seriously. And that was when you asked me if I wanted to do the bath half. It is quite um, hilly though. That kind of, that loop is, there's, yeah, there's hills involved. I can't avoid there? hills where I am. I'm, I'm right at the top of, of I'm kind of on the way up hill, Zion Hill yeah, yeah. And I, so I'm really I'm really really hilly where I am mm-hmm. but that's quite nice I've, I've worked that in now and I find that quite a nice way to cool down on the way back from a run so I'll try yeah, I, do, I do the same thing course. yeah I recommend that to anyone that lives in Bath because <laughs> Bath is so <sighs> hilly it's like we'll just stop on a flat bit and then walk up yeah if you, if you need to <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I do and um yeah my walk home particularly steep hill that I actually live on um is a really nice warm down and then I live on the fifth floor as well so I've oh, got crikey. no excuse for uh for not warming my muscles down <laughs> properly because oh, it's, it so, is um, so what about the training for the bath half well, we we both signed up for that was it before Christmas it probably was before Christmas wasn't it I think it was it? just before Christmas I think mm-hmm. I was I was worried and I was starting to lose hope a little bit in whether I'd be able to ever do it and then over the Christmas holidays when I was home with my parents who live in a tiny little village just outside Cheltenham and that's super flat lots of lovely green fields and things I that was where I managed to do a 5k for the first time without stopping Mm. and that was when I sort of it clicked a bit and because you'd given me a training program that was really good but I couldn't keep up. It was brilliant piece of work, but I couldn't. I couldn't keep up with it for the first few weeks because I. I just. Um, I because of this the blockage in my head that I could do that mile, and that mm-hmm. was good, and that was making me feel feel positive about myself. But I, I slightly had a bit of a. But what what happens if I go further? I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. And on that training plan, I think it started with that first long run was a three mile. Um, and when, when I'd, when I'd done that for the first time, um, over the Christmas holidays, that was when I, uh, over Christmas holidays, like I'm in prep school, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> over the Christmas period. Um, and, and we, um, yeah, once, once I'd, once I'd done, I'd done that three mile, I realized that that was going to be, that I was going to be okay, that I could add another mile on. Yeah. And it didn't matter if I did a little bit of walking in between mm-hmm. and caught my breath back. And then I could just start back at square one just it's just a mile it's just a mile and then it kind of kicked off and then I realized I really liked it yeah I I think I must admit that so I was I was being trained at the same time for the London Marathon Mm. so I was kind of I was working up to a half marathon and then going beyond it and I'd never at that point I hadn't run further than a half marathon um and I hadn't run a half marathon for over 10 years at that stage um I can't believe that I know god I know and um Tina was training me for the London marathon and what what I didn't really understand at the time but I I massively appreciate now was that she drip fed the training to me because if, if the way in which I gave you your training meant that you could see all of it so you your eyes immediately go down to the last few weeks and think oh my god I can never do 10 miles or 11 yeah. miles in one all go. you see is 11 miles and have a yeah. horrible panic mm. so and obviously if you're training for a marathon it's like <laughs> you know you 20, go, or... 20 miles I can't do 10 miles. <laughs> but if you just see like two weeks of it which is what I used I was getting from Tina I'd be like Oh, okay, fine. That's fine. I can see that I could do six miles and then I, maybe I could do seven miles the, the following week sort of thing. 
Yeah. Um, so I think probably the next time we start doing this, it's something that I might help you with a bit more by doing doing maybe kind of a couple of weeks at a time. Because yeah. then you just see it as a fortnight and you just think, right, okay, in that fortnight, I can probably do these these th- these things yeah I think that that's a really nice way of doing it I think that yeah blocking out that time and sometimes I definitely had with the bath half approaching that was the longest race I'd ever done I think mm. I've done a couple actually of I did a, a maybe I did one once in uni I just remember doing a 5k uh race for life thing with my sister who at the time was eight and absolutely just <laughs> demolished me she <laughs> She was waiting at the finish line about 10 minutes later for me to cross line. It's awful time in my life. But <laughs> aside from that, I'd, I'd never done anything nearly as big. And that 13 miles was just stuck in my brain thinking that is just a crazy, crazy distance. And yeah, as you said from that very beginning, seeing that seeing the 11 mile final long run and it, it was quite quite pressurizing and I think just just taking it in chunks being able to go this is what's happening in the next two weeks and in terms of trying to factor them into your life as well I found that quite stressful that we, we weren't obviously in lockdown for the for the first the first time I was training for the bath half mm-hmm. and there was lots of there were lots of things going on and not everybody is also training for a half marathon so they don't understand the sanctity of your Sunday morning yeah and um I think that would be a lot easier for me as well rather than thinking oh what about that birthday party in four months time or whatever just going the next two weeks this is all I've got to worry about yeah yeah because if you do if you do look at it in those kind of manageable chunks then you do sort of think well, um, I have to do a long run on a Sunday, but I'm going out on Saturday night or I'm, you know, it's my birthday on Saturday. And so I'm going to, you know, yeah. have more than a couple of drinks or whatever. So maybe I should move that run to the Saturday and then shift everything around a little bit just so I can enjoy myself and have a lion on Sunday instead. Mm. So I think that that kind of I remember th- thinking that my, my long runs were always on a Saturday morning. I did yeah. them always then because so that I could have I would have a dry Friday evening. Um, which felt upsetting to begin with, uh, particularly at the end of a week of work. Um, but it just meant that Saturday night was, you know, there was Prosecco corks popping all over the shop. So it's yeah. like, I've done my long run. I can really celebrate it. And oh, you so worth. feel like you deserve it. Then yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, I yeah, love absolutely. that feeling. So how was how was um, how was the bath half then? So that was the longest run you'd ever done. You'd never done thirteen point one. I've never done thirteen point one, and that was actually a really empowering thing during the training. Was that after that three mile? Because um, I knew I'd done five k before. I knew I must have done similar lengths doing cross country races and things at school and. Um, but once I got past that period of, of just focusing on that distance, every long run, then every week as I would continue the training was the longest I'd ever run. Mm. And so if I'd, you know, I passed that seven mile say, and know that I was doing eight for the first time, I was elated during that last mile. It really helped me feel like I was running on clouds because I would just be thinking, oh my God, you've never, do, you, you, you've never done eight and you're about to do eight. <laughs> and it was so exciting. I loved it. Um, and I think, um, yeah, the, the, it, was, it was really tough on the day because I, I didn't do, because I, yeah, I followed the plan that you set me that meant that 11 was my longest and then I had a two-week 
um, what do you call that period in runners' taper. terms? That's a taper hole. Taper, yeah. a taper. So during my taper, <laughs> I had, um, <laughs> I, had, I think I only did, I think my long run, I did like four and a half, five miles or something in between. And I properly, I properly rested during that time, um, which was good. And I was ready because I'd been slightly struggling with a bit of a niggly hip. And there were a few things I was nervous about and mm. those kind of dissipated. And I was, I was really ready on the day. Um, but I did slightly have in my head, as I was before I hit 11, that was when I was thinking I've never done this 13. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. But the same thing happened during the race where once I'd passed 11, I was just so, so excited that I'd run further than I'd ever run before. And, but the, the last couple of miles were, were really, really difficult. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, we I had horrible I weather that day as well, didn't we? Nasty. Yeah. Mm. That was tiring because it being pelted with rain all the time. And it was quite windy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and I think I, um, I pushed myself quite hard at the beginning. I also struggled. This is something for runners who wear glasses. Mm. Interesting topic to discuss. Yeah. I couldn't see a thing all the way through because I wore my glasses. Mm. It rained all over them. I needed windscreen wipers because I, I couldn't <laughs> see be quite a good thing to design to invent for runners because I couldn't see anything through my glasses it was just tipping it down and um so I took them off because I thought that would I decided in the end it was it was more irritating having them completely steamed up and covered in rain than it would be just not wearing them Mm -hmm. I'm so short-sighted I couldn't see anything during the race I'm sure there were lots of lovely people waving and showing their support but (laughs) I wasn't aware yeah I think I think that's a massive thing for runners that wear glasses i mean I, I wear contact lenses yeah mostly um and sort of half moons when i'm looking at a screen um, <laughs> um to which show me age in it um yeah so i don't i i know that i always remember this is a big thing for my dad i remember when i was growing up um in the 80s my dad was a big runner and he i remember he always had a very strange piece of elastic that he'd tie around the back of his head that kind of clipped onto yeah. his, the handles of his glasses um Maybe that's, that, that, that's nothing to do with the rain, though. So I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. honestly, I, I have thought, I put some thought into it, and I think that windscreen the, wipers. I think of is very small windscreen wipers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So when we've put that into production, yeah, do you feel able to <laughs> to prepare for the next one? So Bath Half is happening again in March, but it's virtual. Yeah. And um, you know what? So I was talking to you about having done the virtual London Marathon, which I have to say was the best experience of any marathon I think that anyone has ever had because of not having the stress of going to a start line I think that really really helped because I'd already yeah like pre the April when it was going to be you know in real life I was going to travel down to London I was going to stay in my dad's house which I don't know very well and he actually he lives in the on the wrong side of London so there's going to be this kind of quite a an epic journey on the tube in the morning where I know that I would be really concerned about, you know, how nutrition might affect me bodily. I think I'm yeah. going to use that phrase. Yeah, um, good and, choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not knowing where loos were and not knowing when to eat and how to eat and all of that. But having being able to leave from your front door on a route that you're massively familiar with, knowing where your loo is and knowing when to eat and all of that and 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 just going on what you've created as the the flattest route you can you can do mm. it it was just 
incredible such a, a lovely thing to do and yeah. so I'm really looking forward to the bath half this year I mean you know I actually really enjoyed running it with people in March last year yeah, in, it was lovely in 2020 but in 2021 hopefully there'll be two bath halves so there'll be yeah. the, kind of the virtual one and the real one in the autumn um, and I love as a race I love it and I, I'm probably quite likely to run the actual route because that it's is the route really that I nice use. course it is nice yeah I, is nice. I really enjoyed it I've I found it um it's it's they've been very kind with how flat it is considering <laughs> where we live There's it is a described as bits, undulating but... yeah and I, mm. I remember thinking hmm because the, the run up to queen square does not feel like an undulation does no it? <laughs> that feels like an in a serious incline <laughs> But uh, I, I do. I think people coming to Bath who I don't know. I don't know any flat places that people might have done their training. But yeah. I, um, I think all those East Anglian I laugh kind of in the face of the idea that it's undulating. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. lovely and flat, apart from those couple of horrid bits. <laughs> apart from those, yeah, because there's that bit, and then there's a tiny bit just as you're coming up to Twerton and Fork. Mm. But the, the, almost oh, the yeah. best almost the best thing about that oh no there's the bit there's the bit by western as well isn't there by chelsea road but i think from chelsea road down to twerton fork it is a down it's a very very well down which is really lovely really lovely so you can really pick your feet up there i think yeah yeah Um, yeah it's a lush route so um right well let's talk about specifics so (laughs) how has your running been over lockdown since the bath half it's I was yeah it's been really interesting um I I think the difference is with the fact that for you the bath half was a kind of stop off point that you knew that you had this marathon that you were really pushing towards mm-hmm. and for me the bath half was my moment and it was finished and I kind of said to myself in the lead up to it I had this idea that I really really wanted to do a 10k really well I wanted mm. to be able to do, to run the whole thing, to be, because I managed to run the majority of the bath half, but there were moments in those last couple of miles that I was just so physically exhausted that I had little walks. Um, so I really had in my brain that I wanted to set myself the task of around this time, I think I was thinking, kind of autumn time, do a 10K, do it really, really well, really focus on my training, do some proper, like, factor in some proper cross training and do it properly rather than maybe slight imposter syndrome, but I felt the first time, like I still was kind of going, look at this idiot having a run. And the first, <laughs> I really, really wanted to do it. Like I looked like I knew what I was doing and do it really, really well, which obviously didn't happen. I could have done that in my own time, but I think the being plunged into lockdown, it was, it was about five days or something after we did the bath half. It was, it was. Yeah. It was, it was just straight afterwards. Yeah. 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 Um, I was the combination of all that work finishing and this huge change of what on earth did the world look like and mm. what were we supposed to do completely threw me off my running game and I just lost it completely and didn't, didn't run for months. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the last couple of months that I've started to get back into it again with the looming of the bath half take two. Mm-hmm. But also generally I just felt like I, I really really missed it in my life I didn't think I had time for it over lockdown I think I thought it was an extra stress and but the the runs that I've done since forcing myself to get back out there have just made me feel 
I, I feel it so much when I get back. I just feel so much lighter. And yeah. um, I, need to, I need to remind myself of that in other times where I might lose it with running a bit, that it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if I'm not pushing towards a goal. Because I've definitely discovered that I'm quite a goal-orientated person with running. I, when that was taken away, it was suddenly, oh, why yeah. would I do this? It's funny, but, isn't it? Because I, I, I think... I think Dave would laugh, but I I, I always would um, uh, describe myself as not being competitive mm. and certainly not like hugely goal driven in the same way. But um, but actually, because running is something where you are competing against yourself the whole time, yeah. as opposed to anyone else, it's you you are competitive, but it's kind of it's a it's a nice form of competition. Yeah, you don't I have to think. hurt anyone feelings no (laughs) just it's just you no you can just constantly be sad about yourself yeah which is how I like to live my life (laughs) (laughs) so what we need to talk about I think is um is what you need to be doing this side of Christmas Mm. um which um I I, well hopefully you'll be pleased to know isn't not very much at all (laughs) <laughs> oh, I am pleased to know that because I'm, I'm very much still in the walk running getting back to being able to I can still do my my lovely mile yeah good but, but I, I did a 5k the other day and I was quite surprised at how much of it I had to lower my pace considerably do you so, and well this this so I mean you're so sensible Holly because walk running is absolutely brilliant and I mean with a with a 5k were you walk running that or were you running it and then running it slower I was um so I've done a couple mm-hmm. the first time I got back out there and I and I tried it I that was a that was definitely a walk run mm-hmm. um my most recent one I managed to run then run it slowly but um hills I still I still walked up those oh yeah well you should definitely walk up a hill That's, I remember that... you saying to me actually that walking fast up a hill is a far better way of conserving your energy mm-hmm. than trying to run up one <clears throat> yeah well yeah I think so and I, I think um I mean lots of people love love a hill split and sprint mm. and whatever but um I don't <laughs> so yeah so um yeah and walking fast up a hill you know it gets your heart rate up you, you know particularly if you're in training for something and you're you know with a half marathon you're training for like an endurance race mm-hmm. so that the main thing is to is the sort of the time that you're out there it doesn't quite matter how fast your feet are turning over or what pace you're doing and that yeah. includes walking as long as you're out there for a certain amount of time then then that's brilliant yeah yeah so that's I really nice worry about that. thinking about it because it, yeah, yeah there's there's there is a bit of a stigma isn't there of kind of if I walk I feel like I'm like you haven't done it yeah but yeah. You, you have you certainly have so I think um I think so the 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 bath half the virtual bath half is in March beginning of March mm. I think so um on the other side of Christmas we're going to have you know eight weeks of of kind of intense training maybe maybe nine um <laughs> And one of those is a taper, so you just knock it off. Um, so this side of Christmas, really, you want to get to a comfortable five or six miles by Christmas. Okay. So your long run, if you can get to five miles by Christmas, that's it. So mm-hmm. in about, so if you can do three miles now, which with a five k you can, yeah, getting to five miles at Christmas, that's only two more miles. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I do think I 
I I can. I definitely can do that. And that's you something I can. I didn't think that I would be able to this time last year. But yeah. When... But the thing is, is you've done it now. You've done you've yeah. done a half marathon, so you know that you can do that. So yeah. Hopefully, there's some confidence there with that. But I think you're doing all the right things. And I think if you can get out. So your homework, Holly, mm. are you taking notes? Let me get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> your home, I'm putting on my serious face. Mm-hmm. Your homework is to do two runs a week. How about that? How lovely. How yeah. lovely. Can you do two? If you're continuing of... to do your yoga and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I think two runs a week is ample. And one of those, those is your long one. So yeah. start with that 5k do that again a couple of you know for a couple of weeks in a row do your it's 5K. nice it's a chunk of the bath half route that i oh, do lovely. which is great yeah nice. so do that once a week mm-hmm. and then on the other run do a short something shorter just mm-hmm. go out for 20 minutes yeah um and just go on the flat and see how you are and we'll, we'll kind of introduce some kind of technical running a little later. That's what I'm really excited about because technical I didn't do any. Yeah, I didn't do any of that at all last year. Oh, you have to wear a robo suit to do technical running. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that aspect <laughs> particularly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have just written down two runs a week on my list of to. Ah, oh, you see, I put it on my on my list. <laughs> so two runs a week until we speak next. Okay. Um, and I will. So what we do in our next episode. <laughs> um is we will we'll see how you've done and I shan't tell you off okay so I quite like a little bit of slight fierceness so that I know I need to do it oh okay then I will tell you okay off. thank you um, <laughs> my pleasure um <laughs> so I'll tell you off and then we'll just move on to the next stage okay. so um yeah so if you can do two little runs a week one little one 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 medium-sized one mm-hmm. and and don't really go above 5k for the moment and um yeah and we'll just see how that feels in a few weeks time yeah pick up from there and then before christmas we'll start introducing one of your robo suit wearing okay very intrigued by them (laughs) (laughs) okay okay let's do that then exciting marvelous very exciting it it is it's really exciting exciting. getting back into it yeah yeah it's lovely it's lovely for me as well because I've um I've been injured recently so I've kind of my training game has just fallen off a cliff Mm -hmm. and I'm really looking forward to the bath half because what I I think my favorite distance in in all that kind of running up that all that training is I love doing 10 miles it's it's perfect it's perfect for escape from the family it's it's perfect Sunday morning time um, yeah. yeah it's just it's just really nice. and when you feel comfortable running 10 miles you just think oh I'm just a legend you know yeah. oh. 10 miles is how nice distance. is it to go when you do you know I don't know come back and do whatever your other plans for the weekend are and you yeah. go oh yes I just did a just a just a 10 miler this morning yeah. oh it's lush I love <laughs> showing off <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're going to aim for again the ability yeah. to show off with our our enormous mileage yeah that's the only reason i do anything <laughs> <laughs> so did you get that that's your homework just two runs a week and right now we're focusing on the time on your feet not how far you go that's not important 
So one of your runs should be 20 minutes and one of your runs should be 30 minutes. As a beginner runner, or if you're coming back to it after a break, 20 minutes running might seem tough. So here's how you can do it. Run for one minute, then walk for two. Take a watch so you can check the time on a second hand and stick to that until you've got to 20 minutes. And then do the same for your 30 minute run. As with all recipes, adapt the ingredients to suit you. You might find that running five minutes and walking two minutes works best, or running for 30 seconds and walking for three minutes. How you divvy it up is entirely up to you, but the key here is consistency. Do this walk-run method right from the beginning of your run. Don't just go all out and pelt down the road for 10 minutes and then collapse. Take it slowly and do your running in bite-sized chunks. Equally, if you feel you can run for 20 or 30 minutes in one go, then try it out. But take it from me and Holly, go slowly, more slowly than you think, even slower than that, embarrassingly slowly. And once you've done one week, repeat it next week and check in with yourself and see how you've got on. Holly and I will be back in episode two of the Women's Running Workshop to see how she's getting on, to chat about this technical running and some warm-ups. If you've got any questions on your training, email me and we'll chat about that too. Good luck. At Women's Running, we want to inspire you to run, whether you've never run before or you're training for your fifth ultramarathon. We think that women who run need a space for themselves and we want to be that. Every month, we talk all things running and all things women, from training plans for specific distances to interviews with incredible runners, ideas on how to improve your running and remain injury-free, to delicious recipes to fuel your running and tons of advice on women's health. The easiest way to get hold of a copy is to go to our online shop at shop.womensrunning.co.uk or you could get it delivered direct to your door or to your inbox every month by subscribing. You can buy the digital edition at pocketmags.com or download the app to your phone or tablet through your app store. For all the different ways to read the magazine, go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk. Do join us. We would love to have you with us. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 